At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome into the show. It's Betting Across America. We are presented by BetMGM. I'm Mike Pritchard, your host out here in Las Vegas. Your other host today on a Monday. Happy Memorial Day, everybody. Is James Salinas out there in Denver, Colorado. James, how are you? My man, I'm doing great. Happy Monday to you. How was your weekend? Weekend was good. Um, had some family in town, uh, and so was active. Uh, and it's still active. This place is uh, packed. Uh, to that's the first word that comes to mind when I'm describing Vegas right now. A lot of people out here um, uh, certainly taking in the sights, uh, probably seeing some family uh, and enjoying themselves out here in Las Vegas right now. Kind of exactly what's going on out here, too, as far yeah. as people getting out and about. And I was out last night as well with some friends, and we uh, we got after it all kinds of games. We had a, actually a really good night with sports betting all day, as a matter of fact, oh, for awesome. all different sports. Yeah, we had a lot of fun. So it was it was a great night all around. But, yeah, definitely things are, are, are opening up, and folks are getting back out there. And it was a great vibe, especially with that hockey game last night with the local team here with the Avalanche. I was about to say, uh, speaking of getting after it, uh, the avalanche um performed they there was an avalanche out there in colorado against the golden knights uh certainly seven to one not even a contest i mean you could see the difference on the ice the difference between a team that was rested james a team that's certainly uh talented immensely talented uh and a goaltender that's um uh playing great right now and you look at the other side for the golden knights they have an issue 
uh, with their goaltender in terms of, okay, it's going to be Flower. It's going to be uh, Marc-Andre Fleury. We know that. But they had to give him some rest, uh, and they took it on the chin against Colorado uh, yesterday. Not only at the goalie spot. But I think just collectively, that was kind of the thing we talked about last week was with the Avs. You know, there's always the the debate, is it rest versus rust? How much time off is too much time off? Obviously, for the Avs, it was the perfect amount of time off. Those guys were, they were the hungrier team for sure. The more rested team, obviously, with the with the Golden Knights having to go through that grueling seven-game series with the Wild. So I, I think from the energy standpoint, yeah, short time, Fran, to, to, to travel out here playing at elevation out here in Denver at the quick turnaround from emotional game seven and being able to finally close out the wild to a, a hungry abs team that clearly was not only very well rested, but just the speed. I mean, there's Pritch, you know, this in football, there's, there's regular season game speed and then there's playoff game speed. And just looking at the speed all over the place with the avalanche, clearly by far, not only the rest of the team, but the faster team by, by any means. More skilled, too. I mean, the precision passing um, was off the charts uh, out there, James. I was I was solely impressed by that. Uh, and then we'll see what happens with uh, what took place uh, later on in the game. Uh, we saw the Avs knock out a player from the Golden Knights. And, okay, the Golden Knights had to uh, retaliate there and, and, and cost them. Uh, we'll see if there are going to be some suspensions there. I know a lot of people uh, on Twitter uh, certainly some media folks are, are trying to see if the league will do something against Reeves here, uh, the enforcer basically for the Golden Knights. Possibly, and I'm not sure what's going on with Twitter, but as far as what was going on with the ice, I mean, you know, there's there's pride that's in there, and, and you're getting really just, they were skating circles around them all over the ice on both ends, both ends out there for the abs, and, you know, that's a prideful team, and you have mm-hmm. competitors on the other side with the Knights, and, you know, you start getting work like that, and you start getting upset, and then you see one of your guys getting ta- get, getting tagged and knocked out of the game, and you're going to get fired up, so you knew it was coming, it was just a, a matter of what that was going to look like. And, yeah, we'll stay tuned now if there's going to be some suspensions coming up here. Uh, Avs right now minus 500. The Knights plus 375 for the series. You touching that right now or are you going to let this play out a little bit longer? No, I've, I mean, I'm already I, – I did the six games and the seven games. I didn't pick a side. I just bet that it would go either six or seven games and, and – plus $2, $2.25, whatever it was for both of those. So that's where I'm at. That's the only investment I've made. And then I've, I did the over last night. So we, that was an easy one. We had a lot of fun with that one. But right now, I'm not looking to get any more involved. I'm involved with the the, the series price at 6 and 7. But okay. no pick. clearly no winner for me as of yet. Yeah, I mean, it's really early. Uh, and certainly the market's going to overreact. Maybe. We'll see what happens with the prices uh, as we continue with that series. Uh, the Knights, they are a better hockey team than that. But, I mean, a lot of people saw that coming. I mean, uh, if you didn't see that one coming. But, you know, look, the prices are going to be too high to delay. And so maybe you let this series play out a little bit uh, and let these two teams uh, get into a rhythm as this series uh, progresses uh, in the NHL playoffs. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome into the program. It's Betting Across America. We are presented by BetMGM. I'm Mike Pritchard, your host out here in Las Vegas. Your other host is James Salinas out there in Denver, live in a Mile High City. Um, James, uh, tennis, uh, <laughs> you, you know, Naomi Osaka, she is a star. Uh, she is an attraction. The French Open has just started. 
uh, she has withdrawn because of this media controversy. Uh, now, you know, people, if you have tickets and everything, and certainly you have to find out what happens with that. But uh, here's a situation in which somebody who's trying to talk about mental health and, and take this seriously, uh, she gets fined and she just would rather withdraw than to go through any type of scrutiny uh, moving forward in this tournament. Well, and, and for her, I think you you have to always be mindful when people are talking about their mental health. I mean, yeah, you talked about her being a star and what comes what what comes with the price of fame. And I think sometimes when you do something as so extraordinary like she's done, now all of a sudden that becomes the expectation. And now there's a lot more obligations, not only with the media there at, at the French Open, but we don't know all the other things that she has going on off the tennis courts and all the other obligations and responsibilities that she has. So, and a young player too, right? 22, 23 years old. So, so a young player having to deal with success now. And, and sometimes, you know, she probably just needs a break. Wasn't maybe caught really prepared for everything that was going to come with the stardom of being, being, being so talented and, and being now a champion. Uh, sometimes maybe she just needs to get a little, get her mind right and step away. And that's what she says. She's just going to step away for a little while and clear her head and hopefully whatever else is going on for her mentally and, and off the court, she can get those things rectified and, and get in herself in a better space mentally so that whenever the next Grand Slam comes up, hopefully she's back out on the court. Yeah, hopefully uh, clear that up. Uh, certainly if she can can a uh, very introverted woman right there but certainly an attraction a star uh, for tennis how about anthony davis unlikely for game five james Salinas? he's got that growing injury uh, i know some guys are talking about hey man this is the playoffs i mean a lot of people are out there playing hurt uh and trying to call out anthony davis right now would Talked about this before. When was this going to happen? Whether it was with LeBron and his ankle or Anthony Davis and a whole, pl- a whole, so many different injuries he's suffered throughout his career. And we know he's not been 100% this season coming back from the hamstring and so many other things out there. It was just a matter of when this was going to happen. This is where for the Lakers, for me, I, I just couldn't get invested in the Lakers right. to win this series or to go deep into the playoffs, just not knowing the health status of both of those players. And now for Anthony Davis, you know, I mean, there's pain and then there's injury. And mm-hmm. he had injured his knee in the last game. And I think sometimes when you have that injury, you start to overcompensate elsewhere and other injuries start to subsequently pop up. And now that's what happened with his groin. I'm not saying that his knee injury was responsible now for his groin injury, but he clearly did not look healthy when he stepped out on the court in that first half. He got hit, hurt towards the latter part of the first half, but he was not himself out there. So clearly he was trying to gut it out as far as his his the pain threshold and the injury was concerned, but now add a groin injury to it. And yeah, this fact that he's not likely to play in game five, pivotal game five. Now that the series moves back to Phoenix and it's tied at two, uh, that's a huge loss for the Lakers. It really is. The series has really shifted in terms of odds. Uh, the Suns minus 165 now, James. Uh, the Lakers plus 135 series tied 2-2. Uh, Anthony Davis does mean that much to the Lakers. Certainly, uh, we've seen that. Uh, the Lakers are a completely different team when he's not on the floor. Can LeBron James, at advanced age, uh, can he shoulder the load? He talked about he, he can do that. He's at least willing to meet that challenge. I mean, I don't know if he's capable of doing that at this point of his, in his career right now. The challenge will be for a whole series. Right. And can he do it for a game? Absolutely. Can he do it game to game? For sure. Can he do that through the grind of a full series? Now that, especially with the Phoenix Suns, 
thinking about Chris Paul, that was the other piece too, right? He got mm-hmm. hurt in game one with his shoulder, and and clearly the la- they played very well yesterday, but the two games prior to that in game two and game three after he hurt his shoulder was clearly not himself out there, was trying to gut it out, but was his minutes were limited and his production was limited as well because of the injury. So now what does he look like coming back for this game five? I think for him... He, Confidence-wise, feeling like, all right, I'm. This is as bad as it's going to get, and he was able to play through it and play very well. And his teammates clearly feed off him. He's obviously the leader of that team on the court, and they need him out there. Just his veteran presence alone brings such a confidence to that young ball club for the Suns. That I think now going forward, yeah, squarely pressure on LeBron James because Anthony Davis most likely won't be out there, even if he is out there and he does gut it out, whatever it is, whether it's game five and or possibly game six when he sees the court again. It's going to have to fall on LeBron James' shoulders. And he's got the capacity to do that. He's been there and done that before. So I think from a game-to-game basis, he can do it. But looking ahead, if they're able to get through the series, what a grind of a playoff this is going to be just moving into round two. I still don't know if they can even get through this Phoenix Suns team now right now, Pritch. Right? Right. They just look look like a whole, completely different inspired team than the Phoenix Suns team that we saw in game three that really just looked like they were putting their heads down. I tell you what, Chris Paul wanted Aiton to to, um, get tough. And he has. Uh, he stepped up big time, certainly for the Suns, and so have others. And uh, I think uh, when you have that type of attitude on the floor, uh, that can be deflating to the Lakers, especially if they start questioning themselves. Now, uh, I think every player is somewhat injured at this point, James. I mean, we're talking about a bubble not too long ago, uh, a short off season. Okay, now you're in the grind again. I don't know who's 100% healthy out there. So I think for me, looking at these games moving forward, I'm looking at them with those glasses on, that everybody out there is banged up. But who can suck it up the most and who can get through a game? And that's the beauty of doing in-game betting, really. Right. I mean, right now for the NBA with so, with so many of these different teams, star player status, the, the fact that they'll most likely, when we talked about Chris Paul, he'd be out there, and he was, but we, the game two and game three clearly was not himself, but you mm-hmm. won't know that until you actually start to watch the game, and then uh, you, you can get involved then. I think that's really going to be the approach for these games with teams that uh, have their star players in question. Now, for, for me, for sure this series with the Suns and the Lakers it will strictly be in-game only action because we just need to see whether they get out on the court and then when they do how effective can they be while they're trying to play through those those different variety of injuries they have. And a lot of people are tar- talking about the Atlanta Hawks teams in terms of okay this was a good team all along uh, McMillan yeah he's a coach but this was a good team all along and maybe it's playing out that way as they uh, defeat the Knicks 113-96 they cover that one certainly push on on the, on the total, uh, they have the 3-1 series lead. James, what did you make of that game in this series right now? Trey Young's just been spectacular. Whether it's shooting from where he's in his range now, he's starting to get into it. He's not Steph Curry by any means, but it's starting to get into Steph Curry range when it comes to his ability to shoot the ball from well beyond the three-point line, and that really makes him tough to guard because you have to respect that, and you got to get out after him, and he has such quickness and ball skills that he can get right around you and get into the, get into the middle and start to create – 
opportunities for his teammates as well. So they really feed off him. He's been he's been such a special player in this series against the Knicks. And I think for the Knicks, Thibodeau's tried. There wasn't a I don't thinking about their roster and what they had to work with. I mean, he inserted Derrick Rose into the starting lineup in Game Three for Peyton. He's out of the series now, and and Rose has been their most consistent offensive player for the entire series and the veteran presence that he brings out there and making plays. But we saw him in that second half. He really just started running out of gas and the whole Knicks team started running out of gas. But ultimately for Derrick Rose, you know, a lot of miles, another player who's played through so many different variety of injuries that he started to clearly run out of gas. He had a great first half, really ran out of gas in the second half. And that right. lead just quickly got away from the New York Knicks. I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know if Atlanta is poised to be able to go into Madison Square Garden in game five and close out the Knicks on their home court. But clearly, if they're not able to do that, they come home for game six. I just don't see what other adjustments Tom Thibodeau has to make with his team, with that Knicks team. They're kind of out of options right now. Yeah, you might see more energy from the Knicks. Uh, Certainly on one side of the court would be defensively. And if Atlanta's not knocking down shots, uh, okay, you're playing right into the Knicks' hands. That's the only way Knicks can can win this series or, or certainly take control of a game situation in my opinion James is that uh, they have to rely on that defense they cannot rely on the offense certainly but like you mentioned uh, just superstars on the other side of the court uh, with the Atlanta Hawks so we'll see what happens in that game uh, or that series uh, going forwards for sure how about the Nets on the Celtics uh, here's where the Nets can turn it on anytime they want I feel like I, I think they're that confident and they believe that much in their talent and, and if you're Boston on the other side, what else can you do right now? Uh, they take it on the chin at home, 126 uh, to 141. Certainly in the Nets, they get the, uh, the nine-point cover as well as that game going way over, James. What'd you make of this one? That was had, had the team total with the Nets figuring that, yeah, they should be able to get whatever they wanted. The big three were, were all three of them sensational, right. in particular, both Harden and uh, along with Harden, as along with KD, who I think that was the biggest. That, that's going to be the toughest guard. That's a tough guard for any team. But thinking about the Celtics here, how much energy that Jason Tatum has to put into the offense mm-hmm. of into whether it's 50 points or 40 points like last night, a lot of energy expended that he doesn't have on the defensive side. And the front court's really banged up for the Celtics as well. Back court too. It's just a beat up team right now, not only physically, but I think mentally. Another team that uh, that really didn't carry over, seemed disconnected all season long. And Tatum was able to pull one great game out and for the, for the for the Celtics to be able to win game three. But it was all left on the court in that game. And clearly the Nets were motivated and ready to get after it and redeem themselves from a kind of a lackluster performance in that game three, especially the first half where Boston clearly had more energy uh, in that opening game at home. But yeah, the Nets clearly the better team. There's just not many answers left for Boston. To, I don't know what adjustments they can make right now. This clearly more talented as far as the scoring prowess for the Nets. They can get any shot they want from a variety right. of players at any level. I don't know what else the, the Celtics can do at this point. It'll close out in game five there in Brooklyn. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I mean, what was revealing to me with the Nets, James, is how they withstood that adversity from the fans. I mean, uh, how many of those players have been in that type of environment? for? It's been quite a while uh, since you've had that type of an environment, uh, certainly for the Nets. So to withstand that, uh, and then still have that type of performance. Uh, this team, uh, I tell you, as confident as they are, I'm starting to get that level of confidence with this team as well. Definitely when it comes to being able to put the ball in the basket, 
I'll, I'll, I'll reserve judgment on that defensive side because I think this is a team that, uh, you know, it's not an awful defensive team. They just don't put as much energy into that defensive right. side of the floor as opposed to the offensive side. And I think they know that. They know that whenever they need to score, they can score. And, and, and it comes down to 141 points last night. Now, that's not going to be typical of every game going forward for the Nets in the playoffs but because uh, it obviously is going to get tougher as they move through in advance. But when you have that much confidence, when it's not just having to shoulder the load with one player, when you can go to one of any three guys, and when all three guys are clicking, when we're talking about Irvin, Irving Harden and Durant, I mean, such a difficult matchup for a team to guard. One game at a time is one thing, but for a full seven-game series, yeah, that's a tall ask for right now any of these teams in the NBA and looking ahead to that Milwaukee Bucks series that we know is going to be coming up as soon as the Nets close out game five. Really going to be a challenge for Milwaukee. Milwaukee as well. Right, and then recapping uh, the Clippers in Dallas. How about the Clippers uh, showing up uh, big time in their matchup? Um, it goes under. Cash is to the under, James, but uh, the Clippers covered. I mean, the Dallas Mavericks at home. We talked about this a little bit last week as well. Uh, just not the effort that you thought you would see at times. They had spurts. Uh, not a great performance from Luka as well. Uh, what do you make of the Clippers and the Dallas Mavericks at this point? Here's another player in Luka Doncic. First two games was absolutely sensational and won those two games on the road in Los Angeles. And now, but he's dealing with the neck stinger or whatever it is. He's got the shoulder problem, especially on the shooting side. Clearly was not 100% in any capacity last night. Really hindered his ability to shoot the basketball. Did not shoot the ball, especially from deep. That's where another one, range coming across half court. He's got it. One of seven last night from three-point range. And just it, it, that's a shame when you see all these great players in the NBA, but it has been such a grind of a season, and the games do get physical when we finally start to see some defense come playoff time. Uh, it's starting to take its toll on a number of players, and unfortunately for Donkic, it's I don't see how it's going to get any better all of a sudden in a couple days when they got to go back to Los Angeles now with Game 5 and Clippers having all the momentum. But I think the Clippers, we talked about it before the playoff series started two weeks ago when they were really looking to tank, the losing to Oklahoma City on the last day of the season so they could get into this position to be able to play down. Dallas, maybe obviously a little bit overconfident in those first couple games, mm -hmm. really took Dallas lightly. And I think Dallas felt disrespected and brought the energy and the effort in those games. But clearly on the road in Dallas, the Clippers game plan was everything to the basket. They can shoot the ball pretty well from the outside too, but it was clear their intention was we are going to drive. We're going to be more physical than you in the paint. We're going to get so many more baskets in the paint. That's what they did in game three. It's kind of the same. There were more baskets inside for Dallas last night with Porzingis taking a little more emphasis to get the ball inside, but ultimately uh, I, I don't know what else Dallas is going to be able to do okay. uh, to defend them on the outside, because I think it's, again, the Clippers continuing to go to the basket at will. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. Once they establish that outside shooting now, getting to the rim, uh, and there's really no uh, paint presence right now for Dallas. I, I, would, I think a lot of people will see that. Uh, looking at these prices, though, minus 500 for the Clippers, the Dallas Mavericks plus 375. Um, if Luka is Luka, um, is this a different series, though? I mean, can he be consistent enough uh, to be Luka, or can he be dominant enough uh, out there for the Mavs? Because clearly, the, I think the Clippers uh, have found a remedy, have found solutions there for what the Dallas Mavericks are presenting right now. 
think he can when he's healthy. We saw that in the first two games in Los Angeles in the series. He was sensational. But now that that injury has creeped up, it's clearly hampered him. So that's the big if. If he's healthy, I don't think he's going to be healthy. Not enough time in between these two games. He's just going to have to gut through it and maybe change his game. Not so many threes. Try to get to the rim. Uh, It's just going to be a tall task right now for a Clippers team that I think now feels like they figured it out. Yeah, it's the best out of three moving forward. Series tied 2-2. I was just wondering if if he could have two spectacular performances to kind of help uh, the Dallas Mavericks uh, in their situation, plus 375 right now in that series. I, I don't think yeah. so. I, I wouldn't get involved with that. I do have the, the my Clippers bet is live to win in six. I pretty much thought that was tossed, but uh, I'm glad they're back in it now. So hopefully they can close them out in six, but we'll see. But I don't, I don't want any part of Dallas right now in this series. I think with Donkic injury, they're, yeah. they're clearly hampered, and I don't like them going forward. Right. He got questioned by it and uh, was bothered by those questions, too. So maybe that, that injury is a little bit more significant uh, right there yeah. for Luka. Moving forward, though, we got a game seven in the NHL. Cannot wait to break that down. It's coming up next. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. 
I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe will win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. I mean, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Everybody, it's time to get into BetMGM Sports Nevada, the premier sports betting app. BetMGM has all your favorite wagering options along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Just download the app, stop by any MGM casino on the strip, have your state-issued ID, open an account, start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love the technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions must be at least 21 and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. If you feel you have a problem, it's 1-800-522-4700. Welcome back to the show. It's Betting Across America. We are presented by BetMGM. Mike Pritchard, James Salinas with you. James, we've got Game 7 and Hockey. Round 1, Canadians, Maple Leafs, uh, 7 p.m. tonight. Toronto uh, will have no fans, though. Uh, so uh, if they were looking for more energy in this Game 7, uh, no fans are going to help them out. Uh, what do you make of this situation? Uh, do you have a play on this game? I did. I had a play on the series. Actually, okay. it, was a chalk, it was a chalk parlay that I did. It was Toronto, the Avs, and Carolina. Uh, so I've been waiting for this one. Obviously, they started later than the other series, but I've been waiting for this one to close out. They've had a chance to close it out twice now, up 3-1, to one, or you know, a few games back. Obviously, couldn't do it at home. Couldn't go get it done on the road where that game six, you saw there was, a, it, they said 2,500 fans in the stands there at Montreal. It, sure, it looked like 25,000. They were really fired up. <laughs> up there and I think they really fed off that the they Canadians did. Did, especially that first period they were clearly the hungrier faster team got off to the you know got off to a, a hot start and then got the lead and then gave it back but ultimately won it in overtime so I had that I had this series uh, it was a plus 170 when it was all said and done with that chalk parlay I did for the other teams uh, I got off it I'm, I, I don't know if I I don't really trust Toronto to go into this situation here and close that out so I got off it I took the Canadians plus 170 so that's where I'm sitting. So I, I'm going to come out 70 cents ahead on the series because right now I just don't trust the Maple Leafs. Part of it, you know, there, there's the physical, there, there's the physical nature of hockey. But then, there, like all sports, Pritch, you know this, the the psychological aspect to it. We t- think about the Leafs had two chances to close the series, couldn't get it done, and now they've lost seven straight closeout series or chances to close out series over the last few years, uh, dating back I think to 2014, 2013. Uh, but that's how does that play in the mindset of an athlete when you're there and, and as a collectively as a team and in this case a franchise uh, I'm not sure how many players were there over the course of that time but it sits there kind of that cloud over the franchise like there's so much ex- there's been so many expectations for this team to go deep if not win the Stanley Cup this year for the for the Maple Leafs that the the pressure starts to get to these players when we're talking about it between the ears Pritch uh, do you trust the Maple Leafs right now? Not so much on the ice, but talking about where their head is right now and feeling the 
the the weight of Toronto and all the expectations that came with them rolling into the season and then rolling into the playoffs. Yeah, they haven't been to the second round since 04, too. So you have that on your minds a little bit, I think, uh, from an organization standpoint. But uh, as a player, James, yeah, you're wondering, why can't we get this done? Um, but you you know what? In reality, if you're the better team, you just need something good to happen for you, I think, a lot of times. And as a player, you would wait for that or look for that. So uh, maybe we see an aggressive Maple Leafs uh, hockey team uh, to start for this one. So maybe some betting angles here. Uh, that total is five and a half. I mean, some people are looking at the puck line for the Canadians, to be honest with you. I've heard that. So um, I, I don't know if you – I mean, I, I'm not going to get involved with this game, James. And certainly from your perspective, uh, how, moving forward and capping this situation, it is difficult uh, to back to Toronto Maple Leafs right now. Yeah, that's why I got exactly got myself out of it. Yeah. And then you think about just wonder the 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 loss of of their captain John Tavares that got knocked out of the series way back in Game One. Uh, now these are you're a captain for a reason. I know the whole next man up and other guys got to step in and step up and and get it done, but. In games like this, this is where you lean on your leadership, and and he's a captain for a reason. And not being on the ice, not only for this game, but the throughout the series, I wonder what kind of impact that's had. But especially tonight, Pritch, when you have a captain that ha- is not going to be there, and he's your go-to guy, he is your leader of that team. What what is the mindset now for the other players? Who has to step in and fill that void? Not so much on the ice, but when it comes to whether it's an emotional pep talk or something, uh, who steps in and fills that? role when it comes to the psychological aspect of it for missing your captain. Right, yeah, he was skating, but certainly not going to play, not going to be available. I mean, that was a pretty good, serious concussion. I mean, all concussions are, really, but uh, that was a serious blow right there. I I agree with you, James. I I, I wonder if the Maple Leafs are looking for that, but yet, if they do have something good happen, I mean, minus 200, again, too expensive, but if they do have something good to happen without fans, uh, can they have enough energy? Uh, Certainly. I think the Canadian Canadians, though, uh, on a puck line could be attractive uh, if you want to back uh, the underdog here in this situation. Uh, James, uh, we got some bets to go through in the National Football League, trying to figure out the better ones. They got the same odds, uh, so we're going to have to use your expertise here, as well as preview some baseball games uh, about to start. This is coming up next right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. We have a new feature on vcin.com. Every day we're posting the latest betting splits on every game in major sports with current odds and what percentage of bets and money are being placed on each game. Check this info daily to find out which games are seeing the most tickets written and if that matches the money coming in on those games, which is sure to give you a betting edge. And of course, we have all the odds, data, and analysis for every game as well. Start your next sports bet at vcin.com. Welcome back to the show, Betting Across America. Mike Pritchard, James Salinas with you today. Major League Baseball afternoon, Major League Baseball today on a Monday, James. Uh, one game stood out to you, I believe, the Athletics uh, and the Mariners. Uh, what are you seeing in this one? 
Yeah, I played the A's here at a dollar thirty-five, a little bit, a little bit higher juice than I normally lay, and don't normally do too many games where it's been a full nine innings. But I think in this case here, just the pitching matchup for starters, rookie Logan Gilbert getting back out there, going for the Mariners. Now I know the Mariners have won six of seven; they just mm-hmm. swept a four-game series against a uh, series against the Rangers. But this is the Rangers, and that was the Rangers, a very light-hitting team. Seattle's a very light-hitting team as well. They didn't score too many runs in that series either. I just think the pitching matchup here is really what I was looking at. Gilbert, the rookie coming in, he did pitch against the A's last week. Went four innings. Not too bad. Two earned runs here, but I think the A's have gotten there. They're going to get their second look at him again. We'll see how long he's going to go. I don't suspect he's going to go beyond five innings here, so we get to dig into that Mariners bullpen, which hasn't been great like a lot of other bullpens pitch too. Uh, <laughs> but I think uh, James Kaplan on the other side for the A's, he's pitched well. He pitched against Seattle last week too. Had seven shutout innings only gave up two hits uh, and keeps the ball and keeps the ball on the ground too. So I I like the pitching matchup here. I'll take the A's to to get themselves right, get out of the pitcher's park that it is there in Oakland, and be happy to see a new some new surroundings there in Seattle. I just go in with the pitching matchup here, and I thought the price was a little light, even though I usually don't pay that much juice for baseball. Yeah, I did here. Okay, yeah, uh, the A's minus one thirty. Uh, Pre-game total of eight and a half uh, for that game. First place A's as they look for a home, James. Uh, future, uh, we'll see what the A's are going to do there. Uh, which is a better bet? Let's move on to the National Football League because we have similar odds here. We do this exercise trying to figure out the best bet on the board or the better bet, which is a better bet. Uh, we got the Colts or the Broncos 10-1 to 1 to win the AFC Championship. Uh, which is a better bet, James? Thinking about the Broncos, it's all predicated on what's going to happen with Aaron Rodgers and does he actually end up coming here? I'm just still feeling like I just can't see that happening with Rodgers coming to Denver, but obviously if he does, that 10-1 to price is going to shift dramatically. So mm-hmm. I think looking at it from that lens, if you want to get involved there you're, and anticipating that it is going to be Rodgers, then that would be the side I would go with. If it's not Rodgers, then I don't like the Broncos' chances. I, I like what they've done, especially defensively on the back end for sure. We know that Fangio, Fangio always wants to start with the secondary and, and pieces, parts his defense moving forward. Uh, but I think here the defense is going to be, it will keep the Broncos competitive in most every game they play this year. It's going to be a really good defense. Offensively, that's the big question mark there at the quarterback position. We know Teddy Bridgewater coming in to compete with Drew Locke, but do I trust that either one of those quarterbacks can lead the the Broncos to the Super Bowl, <laughs> winning the AFC Championship? Right. I don't. So looking at the other side with the Colts, I mean, the Colts got a lot of nice pieces too. I like what they're doing. I, I love the offensive line for sure. Uh, their ability now with, with Carson Wentz, I think that's going to be interesting to reunite with his former quarterback coach or offensive guru there in Philadelphia with Frank Reich. I think that's where I would be going is if it's not Aaron Rodgers, which I don't suspect it will be, but you know, crazy things happen, mm-hmm. Bridge. It would be the Colts for me would be the better bet. I tell you what, it makes you think the Broncos are going to do everything in their power to try to get Aaron yeah. Rodgers if they can get 10 to win odds, uh, certainly right now to win the AFC championship. Uh, Jaguars plus 275 to make the playoffs or Trevor Lawrence plus 275 to win Offensive Rookie of the Year. Which is a better bet? Trevor Lawrence. 
Uh, yeah. the, the, the Jaguars are not going to. They're not going to the playoffs. I mean, they have, it was a one win, one win team last year, and yeah, they'll be better with the upgrades that they have at the quarterback position with Trevor Lawrence and and some other pieces, and now a new coaching staff coming in, and uh, they have nowhere else to go but up. But to make it to the playoffs, that's way too far up for me of what I'm going to see any kind of progress from the Jags. Handful of wins. I, I think their season win total was sitting at six and a half. I don't like them to surpass six and a half wins. I would bet the, their team total under so in this case here it's only Trevor Lawrence for me as far as rookie of the year versus whether the Jaguars make the playoffs because I don't think they come anywhere close yeah out of those two which one's a better bet I mean offensive rookie of the year even that's not a great bet uh, when you think about the competition on the offense side of ball for offensive rookie of the year this year yeah, I, I agree. I agree too, Pritch. But if I'm doing this and it's one or the other, for, the Jaguars don't even come anywhere. And I know we've got we're going to have seven teams in the NFL playoffs, like we did this past season. So there'll be one more playoff spot up for grabs. But it's not going to be the Jaguars that are competing for it. Yeah. So I don't want any part of the I don't want any part of the Jaguars to make the playoffs. So it would be Trevor Lawrence to win Rookie of the Year. That's it. Okay. How about this one? Miles Garrett to win Defensive Player of the Year or Justin Fields to win Offensive Rookie of the Year? Both at plus five hundred. Uh, right now, James. Interesting. I, I think with with the Cleveland Browns, I mean, now with Garrett, it, yeah, I think the defensive line outside of Garrett, he's a phenomenal player. I think they're going to miss Olivia Vernon on the other side. He's gone, and and it, that really was a nice compliment for Garrett. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see what Cleveland does on defense. You know, I, I just thinking collectively of their defense and what they did in the secondary definitely filled some gaps and some holes that they needed an upgrade. They've done that, and I think with that, the way that the offense now is built and the identity of that Cleveland Browns team going forward, their physicality up front to run the football, take pressure off of. Baker Mayfield to have to make third and long throws and and have to go win football games for them. Now maybe there's a, the, the defense doesn't have to feel because they couldn't make any plays really last year, especially in the secondary. Pritch, maybe that's going to open up. Think about it too from a secondary perspective. When you have guys that can actually cover, that sure helps your pass rush, doesn't mm-hmm. it? So I think that's where for Garrett, the fact that they were able to make as many moves in that secondary and definitely improve. I'm not saying this; it's a great secondary, but it's much more improved than what we've seen in Cleveland over the years, especially last year, I think that's going to really open some things up for Garrett to get after the quarterback. So looking at here, not sure when Justin Fields is going to see the field. Does he see the field week one? I don't know what's going on in Chicago. He should. I think he should be the starter going forward. You're going to move up. That's your franchise guy. Put him out there come week one. Don't know if that's going to happen or when he's going to see the field. So for me, the best bet is going to go with Garrett to win defensive player of the year. Yeah, when I look at the quarterback position for uh, offensive rookie of the year, uh, do they have the weapons? You know, Chicago, Allen Robinson, Robinson, I get it. But after that, uh, it's scarce uh, out there for Justin Fields in terms of weapons. Justin Herbert, he had Keenan Allen. I mean, he had Mike Williams. I mean, he had a, he had a number of players or weapons to go to uh, out there on his way to winning Offensive Rookie of the Year, certainly uh, after the mishap uh, with uh, the quarterback situation, the puncture of the lung uh, with Tarod Taylor right there. So I, I think a lot has to happen. I agree with you on the Rookie of the Year situation. Miles Garrett, though, uh, complimentary football can get him there for Defensive Player of the Year right now, plus 500, uh, the second favorite, both of them, second favorite in that category. Coming up next, Jonathan Von Tobel, our senior NBA expert. He joins the program. This is next.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep experts. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what so. I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. One Game Parlay is an exciting feature designed to help you make selections within a single game from over 400 bed types. 
You can make uh, one-game parlay bets on upcoming MLS and NBA games. With more sports coming soon, log into your BetMGM account and create the parlay of your dreams or sign up today and make your first bet risk-free up to $600 using bonus code VSEN600. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be at least 21 years old. Located in Colorado, Iowa, Indiana, Michigan. New Jersey, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. Excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, Nevada, and Virginia. 1-800-270-7117 for help in Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia. 1-800-BEDSOFT in Iowa. 1-800-9WITH-IT in Indiana and Tennessee. Call or text the red line 800-889-9789. Welcome back to the show. It's Betting Across America, and we are presented by BetMGM. Mike Pritchard, James Salinas, your host today. Happy to bring on to the program our senior NBA expert, Jonathan Von Tobel. You can follow him on Twitter at me, JVT. JVT, what's going on? Nothing much, Ben. You know, the two one seeds are in action today, so on the surface, kind of a boring day of basketball. Hopefully, uh, Either Washington or Memphis to make it interesting tonight, you know? Well, looking for Washington to make it interesting, that's for sure. Uh, <laughs> looking for Philly to sweep it. They're minus nine uh, in this one. Uh, 230s is the total. Well, can Washington make it interesting? Uh, enough, I mean, interesting enough at least to maybe back Washington in this one. I mean, you're getting the points, right? And it's, it's funny that if you look at both of these games today, Pritch, the market has adjusted big time on uh, Philadelphia. And granted, there's injury concerns about Russell Westbrook. Uh, but when you look at Memphis and Utah, right, there hasn't been any adjustment. They closed five and a half. Utah did in the last game. They're still floating around five and a half here. Last game for Philly, they closed about five and a half. Now we're talking about nine. So if you're looking at Washington, there is the perceived value on that side, even with the injury to Westbrook. But my, my problem has always been with Washington. Just where was the offense going to come from, right? If you look coming into this one, from a statistical standpoint, perimeter offense is going to be an issue. The offense at the rim was going to be an issue. And sure enough, over the last two games of this series, they have been shooting 29% from three. Davis Bertans and Bradley Beal in the series overall have just eight made three-pointers amongst them. Like It has just been a nightmare. And now you have Westbrook, who put together his best game with the ankle injury last time out, but now maybe hampered. So while there is some line value there, they've seen this massive adjustment on the side of Philly. I just haven't seen anything from Washington on offense. That makes me think that they're going to be able to do something here. And on the other end, by the way, they've had like no answer for Joel Embiid. Embiid, like the last two games, has been under 30 minutes, but he's shooting like 67% from the floor, nearly 30 points over 30 points per game. Like there's just so many questions that Washington doesn't have an answer for. Even with a total like a nine point spread, I wouldn't feel comfortable looking at the Wizards. JVT, let's move on to the other number one seed in the West going tonight with the Jazz. You talked about that number. It's sitting at five and a half, kind of where it was for game three. Now with the Jazz favored five and a half. Totals to 225 and a half. I got involved with the total first half in game, the last game, and bet the over and kind of squeaked those in there. I haven't done anything yet with this game tonight, and I'm not sure if I will because I'm wondering about the adjustments for both teams. I think both backcourts now, especially for the Jazz, we're seeing Conley starting to feel like he's gotten his legs under him, feeling healthy, looking better, and then Mitchell now having a couple games back, uh, playing more minutes now too. I'm not really sure how the Memphis Grizzlies are going to adjust to those two guards because they're just so difficult to match up with. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with that, man. And then if you look at it from, there's a couple of things, but it's like a simple math problem, right? I wrote about this in the game notes today. Regular season-wise, Memphis, or excuse me, Utah made five and a half more three-point attempts per game than Memphis did. So you're just coming into a matchup like this already behind the eight ball. 
Then you get the fact that Memphis, from a perimeter and defensive standpoint, 19th in opponent frequency of three-point attempts, 20th in opponent shooting from beyond the arc. Like, there's just so many things that work in Utah's favor, right? So if you're Memphis, you just got to figure out the math problem. How do we make up that difference? And over the last two games, they haven't. Over the last two games, guys, Utah's made 17 more three-point attempts than the Memphis Grizzlies. That's an insane clip, and that's an insane valley for you to try to traverse there. So unless something changes, right, unless we get a game-one-type situation where the Jazz are going to have a cold shooting night, which you can't predict on a night-to-night basis, like I, I think I'd rather, I'd rather be looking at over and I'd rather be looking at Utah because here's the thing for Memphis that they do have going for them. We have seen, not only in this series, but in the regular season, Elite mid-range players can have their way with Utah, right? John Morant's having an incredible series up to this point, over 33 points a game, shooting a really solid 51% from the floor. They don't have an answer for Morant, so you're able to operate your offense. But, again, it comes back to that math problem. You're trading twos and threes, and eventually the team that is you know, scoring threes is going to win out and I think win by a comfortable margin that looks more comfortable on the surface than it really is when you watch these games. So, but I, like, I think Utah, I think the market's probably just a little bit here. I get the respect for Memphis. But five, five and a half seems kind of low, given just the equation that is in front of the Memphis Grizzlies they have yet to solve. Yeah, I totally agree with that, too, uh, JVT. Uh, looking at that total, 225 and a half right now. So um, has Memphis shown the ability at all to guard the perimeter, in particular the three? I, I mean, I don't know if you recall that at all. I mean, that's probably a tough question right there. But uh, Jazz having a regression in terms of poor shooting, how likely is that to happen as I eye that total right now? Yeah, you know, it's hard to predict, right, because this is a team that Pritch, you know, took over 40%. I think they took 45% of their attempts from beyond the arc. They shot 39%. Like, those are the kind of things that just transverse over a series or a season. So, like, in a short game series, like, one game off, yeah, you could probably have that. But over the course of a larger sample size, we know that Utah is going to shoot really well. I mean, look at the look at the, uh, the Clippers, right? The Clippers had one bad game, and then they were shooting perfectly fine the rest of the way. It's just hard to rely on that. And I do think that this is kind of correlated, right? Like, if you think Memphis is going to cover this number, I think it's got to be a lower-scoring game. They've got to be able to cut off their perimeter and not allow them to hit those three-point shots. So if you like Memphis, maybe look under this total. And if you like Utah, this is going to be a little bit more of a higher-scoring affair. Memphis still should be able to operate their offense. And if Utah's covering, they're hitting threes. JVT, speaking of high-scoring affairs, let's talk about tomorrow's matchup with the Nets looking to close out the Celtics. And just kind of want to get your takeaway. Obviously, the Celtics beat up, banged up, and, and I, I can't see how the Nets don't close them out in five games tomorrow. Are they going to cover this big number at 12-and-a-half? That's a different question. But thinking about, just want to get your assessment on what you saw out of the Nets last night. When they come fully engaged, they can score as well as anybody, if not better than anybody in the league. But thinking about them going into this matchup with the Celtics, and then moving forward, playing the Bucks in the next round, uh, are they going to be able to continue this, the the ability to score at all three levels with all with the big three out there the way that they have against the Celtics? Yeah, you know it's interesting for James. Right, you, this is another example of the market adjusting on outcomes like we usually see in the postseason, uh, right? Because now we're talking about laying twelve with a team that was laying eight and a half, nine in those first two games at home. But look, I, I think we kind of saw what all the complaints were and the hand-wringing was about Brooklyn, right? Think about this. This is my, one of my little favorite nuggets from over the last two games. The Boston Celtics had an offensive rating, the two games in Boston, of 130.1, but they were still outscored by 4.7 points every 100 possessions because of this offense being so freaking good in terms of Brooklyn. You know, even in the game that they won, Tatum drops 50 points, and they still have to hold on at the end to take that game. It's just, the, I always keep saying this, and it might sound repetitive, but it's so true. The floor, the floor for Brooklyn offensively is so high and it's on the level of some team's ceilings that it's just going to be hard. Now, 
you're not getting any discounts, right? This line is extremely high. So I think I'd rather be taking the points with Boston than anything else, given where we were at the beginning of the series and where we've come. But I just think it's so crazy to think that a team can give up a defensive rating of 130 and still post a plus 4.7 on their net rating because they're so good offensively. Davey T, I got to get your comments on this series, uh, Suns and the Lakers. Uh, Anthony Davis, the news that he's uh, probably unlikely to play in game five. It's tied 2 2, best of three going forward right now. Uh, this series pricing minus 150, or actually 165, has gone up here uh, for the Suns. Uh, the Lakers sitting at plus 125. Your thoughts? Yeah, so the, the injury obviously changes things, Pritchett. I, I think the way you're going to approach this in the next game, uh, I was thinking from an in game perspective, because if you look, how it cleaned the glass has to offer in terms of some of the metrics. Mm-hmm. LeBron James solo with those Lakers, actually not that bad. Plus 7.1 on the net rating, offensive rating of 113, really mm-hmm. solid defensively. The issues come on the defensive side, or excuse me, on the uh, offensive side when LeBron James sits. And so what I'm thinking is once these guys start playing, when LeBron James goes to the bench, that's going to be an in-game opportunity to look at Phoenix because those are the minutes, the non-LeBron minutes, that this team should be able to pull away and you know, extend the gap between the two clubs. So, that's kind of what I'm looking for here. The, the Lakers are still live. You know, I'm t- it's tough for me. I bet them after game one at even money to win this series. Felt good after two straight games. But you know what? This is not a team that is, you know, built with a lot of depth. And if guys like KCP and, of course, Anthony Davis are going to miss time, it's really hard for LeBron James, I think, to overcome it against a quality Suns team. JVT, real quick before we let you run out here in Denver, big game tomorrow. Another series that's down to three game. You know, it's a three game series here with the Nuggets having home court. However, they are slight with the series adjusted price now, dollar fifteen to the good, plus one fifteen on the hometown Nuggets to win this series. Where do you see this game playing out in Game Five? Yeah, I, James, I just I don't know what's the, with the lack of respect for Denver. I think through four games we've seen that they're a pretty respectable team and on even footing with Portland, and Portland has no answers for them when Yusuf Nurkic hits the bench. You know, they're getting outscored by a wide margin, whoever they throw out there behind Nurkic at center. And those matchups are still going to remain the same. So, look, I had this is essentially where I was at before the series started. I got it at plus 112 to win this thing, the Denver Nuggets. I got two out of three at home against soft interior defense that you can take advantage of. But I still think Denver is very live to win this series. I thought it was going to be a best, you know, I thought it was going to be a seven-game series. And I think I picked Denver for a reason because the edge they have in the front court. I haven't seen anything for the first four games that would move me off of that stance. He's Jonathan Von Tobel. He's our VSIN senior NBA expert, doing an outstanding job as always. Thanks again for your time, JVT. Appreciate it, guys. Thank you. Take care. Enjoy the basketball for sure. James, um, some in, insightful uh, information right there. I mean, just the thoughts and perspective, uh, in particular, that game, Memphis and Utah. Uh, that line, certainly Utah, not to respect maybe because that line is a shorter line than, than some of these other favorites that we're seeing uh, play the game so far. Yeah, and thinking about what he was just talking about and the defense or the – not that there's a lack of defense from Memphis, but the fact that Utah has been getting the amount of threes that they've had and right. open looks, I think it was looking more so maybe at the team total. I think that's where I'm going to go with this is looking at the Jazz team total. It's sitting at a, at 114.5, looking at maybe that's the angle that I'll play over 114.5 team total for the Jazz. Tonight. All right, I like it. Uh, that'll do it for hour number one. Hour number two is – Right after this break, short break, uh, we got Paul Bruno on the program. will help us out with some hockey uh, as well as some Major League Baseball preview. And back to the NBA, we will go. All that and more coming up next right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.